Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast, where we'll talk about topics like American animals, uh, which is based on a true story about a really crazy heist that happened. I'm Derek. I'm Kevin. And uh, you brought this up because you've seen this before. We wanted to carry it on for, or we wanted to watch something Cry me. Cry <laughs> me for this week. <laughs> and I'm glad that you did. It's really good. It stars, let me get up my notes here. Evan Peters. Evan Peters. And then we have the new Joker in. Barry I thought you were going to say it. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> we also have uh, yeah, Blake Jenner and then Jared Abrahamson, which is a sick last name, by the way. Um, as four real dudes, four real college students back in 2009. Kind of recent, right? Yeah. No, early, uh, early 2000s. Early 2010s or whatever, uh, where four college students try to rob some of the most famous books in their college. It's most a crazy valuable. movie. <laughs> most valuable. Uh, yeah. Like literally worth $12 million of rare, rare books, antique books. And uh, I'm curious, uh, why did you want to watch this movie? <laughs> that movie. Well, yeah, outside movie. of the criminess of it, I thought it was a fun <laughs> heist film, but I did not know that it was based on a true story when I watched it. So when I watched it, I was just in a mood of, you know, those heist films like Ocean's Eleven, um, Fast Five was like a heist movie, which made it kind of the standout best one, in my opinion, for as far as the 10, 20 Fast and <laughs> Furious films. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And then this one was like a heist film that I read. Um, I think I, was, I don't even know how I stumbled upon this film. I think I saw Evan Peters in it and I was like, hey, hey, this guy's a good actor. I'm going to check this movie out. And then I watched it and then the way they shot it was they shoot the scenes with these actors, but then they've uh, kind of cut back to like a real documentary-esque style, right? Or interview with the real uh, life. Heisters. Heisters. <laughs> I was going to say perpetrators, which is, I don't want to make it sound like they're bad people, but yeah, um, but they're like really, they're suburban home dudes. Like they're good. Their environment is good. In, well, quotation marks, good. <laughs> <laughs> like it is undoubtedly they would be successful people to just follow the traditional route of going to school going to college graduate th like an average lifestyle but yeah due they, to they their... had stuff set up yeah, yeah. They, had, they had they were set up for success but due to their lack of feeling special because they were told they're they're special or whatever they they lacked this identity or they went through an identity crisis where they wanted more from their average life and then they came up with this plan to to steal <laughs> it sounds cool it, it's like when you're sitting down with your boys and then you're like yo you know it'd be really cool <laughs> if we were to <laughs> do this heist and then like get our names plastered all over the news and it's like this uh not like news they wouldn't actually know your name but like it's it's like famous but infamous you know it, and yes. you can kind of ride that high of feeling special and like super awesome that you got away scot-free with with this heist but then to actually follow through with it <laughs> through with it it's yeah <laughs> it's, they it's had a, a solid plan too like yeah they did it sounded like so like if you watch the movie and how it is broken down 
Yeah, they had a solid plan. Warren, who is the head of, uh, I guess, the team, if you will, like kind of breaks it all down and works it through with Eric, I believe, or is it Spencer? Eric. Yeah, they have like a bunch of, sorry, it is Spencer, but they have a lot of good plans. Like there's only one like uh, librarian guarding all of this uh, rare pieces of art and book. And like, dude, if they carried it out with confidence, <laughs> I think that was like their main thing. Uh, but throughout the whole movie, it's kind of hinted that they're not in it so much for the money, even though, of course, that would be life changing. They were in it more so to find excitement in their lives because they're just four set white dudes, let's be honest, like <laughs> who come from good families and were just bored with their lives. They wanted to do something exciting. Yeah, it's like they went through a stage of unfulfillment and that's what led to this crazy idea. Yeah, this was definitely sometime like early 2000s because this was, it seems so. like this was pre, pre-social pre media blow up, you know, like Instagram, yeah. Vine and all that stuff because that's how kids nowadays were finding that escape, you know, to feel special by blowing up or becoming viral. And in a way, this was trying to be viral, you know, by uh, conducting this heist. <laughs> it is viral before viral was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Trying to it be. Happened in a, it happened in 2004. Okay, yeah, see. Early it's crazy. 2000s. Like, early 2000s. And, oh, man, like, some of the books were interesting, too, because they dated all the way back to the 1700s. There's a, I forget the name of it, but it's like a big ass book <laughs> mm -hmm. that they tried to steal. I, I think that was like one of my favorite things to see because it's a lot bigger than it looks. Similar to the, to their idea and execution. Their idea was big, but when they go to execute it, a lot of things fall out of place and you know, they're good kids because they do have a, a morality compass when they carry out the heist finally it all goes wrong because they feel bad for what they did immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's... it just shows, and I you can't help but feel bad for them too, which is funny. Yeah, it's the moment they started going through that. It, it wasn't even doubt per se. It's it was definitely them questioning if doing this was was right, and due to that questioning of themselves, the plan fails. Even like when they did that first run through, because they were like, "All right, we need to do a trial." run before the real execution but then um that trial run looked like it could have just been successful if they followed through with that in the first place rather than all right trial run cool success and then they execute on a different day and that day all of the variables started changing and then it kind of messed with their plan <laughs> yeah oh man uh, it, it, the way the movie shot, it, it's funny. I don't remember this movie coming out at all or hearing about it. It came out in 2018. And I just remember zero about this movie. So it's when you suggested hidden. it, I was like, I, I, it's a hidden gem. I, yeah. I thought it was just going to be, uh, I, I thought it was going to be an indie film, but it actually did okay. It did 4.1 million when it came out in box office. So like, I think they broke even. <laughs> it wasn't like great or anything, but the way the movie shot is just amazing. Like they, you mentioned they, they have a bit of, uh, it's almost like a documentary because they actually have the actual people in there, even the librarian that they, uh, hurt in the process. And oh gosh, that scene. It, 
it provides so much more perspective into this and there's it's, it's funny because when they interview each person they remember the main events happening but the details of how it happened and who suggested what it's funny because it, it all goes back and forth and it shows that i guess their recounting of the story is not exactly believable it, it's there's a lot of holes in the story and so you don't know exactly who to trust you just know that the events happened and then it turns out in the end it's it you know it, we don't know if actually what warren did specifically uh, if it actually even happened like did he meet up with these dealers did he actually go to amsterdam to do all these things oh yeah and they or, actually don't know oh yeah i remember that where they it's don't unreliable there we go that's the word i was trying to get out there it's an unreliable source yeah they don't know if warren lied to them and you know got them to follow through with this plan they, it's interesting that it's open-ended it's crazy because they even when they were planning the heist it was well thought out it was like really organized and it it was definitely similar to watching oceans 11 if you remember that film like like it seemed as if they knew what they were doing of course <laughs> experience is going to come into play and then be like oh yeah you are not ready to heist or conduct a heist not that that's something that people should know how to do it's just it's due to that lack of experience to be like all right we're gonna do this confidently get in get out and be successful but because they are co college students you know this was just an idea um an ambitious uh viral type of thing that they were chasing to to I, be special i i wrote down they don't have the you factor to do it so the you uh, factor. because we we're watching you joe has this factor behind him where he's able to convince himself that he can and should do these atrocities same thing here. If they had this U factor of just going through and completing it, they would have gone away with it had they had more confidence in themselves because, shoot, I don't even know. Uh, the only reason why everything started going downhill is because they, they were panicking and they didn't do so well under the pressure of committing a crime. And in this case, it, it's a federal felony because it's you know more than X amount. It's, it's millions of dollars. Yeah, they started making small mistakes that could have been avoided if they just held their emotions in check. Like that you factor you're talking about, it's almost like you need to be a sociopath to not care about what other people think and to follow through the process. I think it's because they cared about what other people thought. They gave themselves anxiety and pressure and expectation. Like when Spence, after that trial run, and then Spencer confronts Warren and he's like, I'm out, I don't wanna do this anymore. It's because that night before he was sitting with his family and he had he was thinking about his family. He was like, wait, this is this is stupid. Like, why? Why am I doing this? Like, I have a family that loves me. I have a family that's supporting me through this uh, college process. You know, like he started to think more about it, that he doesn't need to be special. <laughs> but uh, fun fact, I tried to replicate that scene for with an acting buddy of mine. <laughs> How did that go? Um. It was not good. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this was pre, this was me pre, uh, oh my gosh, I'm trying to use the word pre, <laughs> but I can't form the, the sentence. Um, but this was before my venture into editing. So when we shot this, I didn't, I didn't really know how to 
edit videos to make it look more cinematic, to make it look more more like that scene. So the the cool thing is that we follow through with shooting the scene and then getting it done, which is something that doesn't really happen often when actors get together and try to get something done because <laughs> it happens all the time. It's like, hey, we shoot, we should shoot this scene for our demo reel and then let's do this scene and then shoot it and then cut cut out the scene that we need to put into our portfolio. But this was actually done and then I sent it to a buddy of mine and then he he actually has it on his IMDb, I think, which is good on him because I'm ashamed of it, of my performance <laughs> and embarrassed for myself. <laughs> but that's growth. It's also a funny simile. <laughs> it's a funny parallel to like finding the right people to do a project. It's kind of similar to this them going through and finding the right people if they had the right people who were committed to the to doing this it would have probably would have they probably would have accomplished it so good story because uh, <laughs> it's right into finding the right people <laughs> yeah shout out to l if he ever listens to this <laughs> but he moved to la and i, I think he's doing pretty well i think <laughs> cool cool uh, there's let, let's talk about Evan Peters and Barry Keegan's performances in this. The other two are really good too, Blake Jenner and Jared Abraham. They they did a really decent job, uh, but Barry Keegan is is relatively relevant because he's the new Joker, <laughs> and Evan Peters is Evan Peters, just wonderful actor. Um, yeah, one of my favorites. <laughs> Both of them, um, Evan Peters and Barry, they're they're climbing, man. Like, I want Barry, we should actually watch two projects by, well, that have Barry in it. Killing of a Sacred Deer, uh, The Banshee of Insurance or something like that. I want to see those two movies just because of Barry. Mm. So I have a controversial opinion. Okay. He was good in this, but I don't, and I haven't seen any of any of his other works. So how good is he? <laughs> he was good in this movie, but it wasn't like, it didn't blow me away, if I were to be honest. Well, you know, it's not a story. It's a it's a film that's not meant to be like dramatic act. Like you're not going to flex your acting jobs in this film per se. It's did they bring the characters to life as in like, did they feel like a real suburban kid, you know? Because <laughs> that's what they are. They're suburban kids that had ambitious ideas simply because they didn't feel special enough. But as far as acting chops, you know, that's more so like Evan Peters as uh, Jeffrey Dahmer or Barry Keoghan in those two films that we may watch and talk about on here. A coworker said that Barry Keoghan was like super good in Killing of a Sacred Deer. So, okay. you know, if you want to change your mind, maybe we should watch Killing of a Sacred <laughs> Deer and then you can be like, damn, Barry's a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize he was also in Dunkirk. I did watch Dunkirk. I just don't remember the full movie. So, <laughs> Oh, well, Dunkirk is a strangely shot movie because uh, Christopher Nolan didn't want a protagonist. So that's why we right. only it's, it's more like a history type of uh, film. He just wants to showcase what happened, like the event. So everybody in there is kind of no namers, not no namers as in i was um, like what no namers <laughs> it's a lot of big namers but they, <laughs> he wanted to shoot it as if they were like no namers because they it's not meant to be special like these people it's supposed to represent like they the actual people that went through this and more 
like just represent history right not not that anyone's going to stand out more than the other it's like they were in this together they were all uh heroes you know yeah it's a good movie i'm willing to rewatch that one too but you're right you know uh, killing of sacred deer is one movie we should definitely put it on our list especially because uh the batman 2 is coming out so it's rumored the joker is involved in that we'll see because huh. it's also uh you know the the antagonist should also be Mr. Freeze, <laughs> so that I'm super excited for. Same. Maybe we could do it around that time. We'll see. Like, yeah, oh man, it's I don't know. Should the Joker even show up in that film? <sighs> I hope not. Again, so the the tough thing when we saw the teaser, uh, since it's not even in the Batman movie, it was a teaser uh, of a delete scene or whatever. Oh, and it leaked. Uh, it was leaked to what that joker look like barry and barry keegan's oh face. Yeah. dude i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it so far it's a different take on the joker for sure and i'm curious if it's because it was a lack of writing material for him to work with so in a way he kind of had to throw things together last minute because they just slotted it because it's the long halloween has the batman interact with the joker in order to capture all of these villains that were terrorizing gotham but the batman didn't completely follow that narrative so having the joker kind of pop up at the end there felt a little misplaced i think i'd rather have the removal of catwoman completely or to only have catwoman teased but the whole movie is batman being a detective and interacting with the joker because this is you know he's he's only year two batman so he doesn't really the best detective yet and yeah it's isn't it the year one the comic mixed with the long halloween i think was the inspiration for oh, the okay. batman yeah so they they mixed those two showing that he's still a novice there isn't that many villains yet it was just the riddler and well i guess catwoman essentially and uh yeah joker i'll i'll try to be optimistic about uh barry's performance because I can see the potential. <laughs> and again, maybe it's just because I haven't seen a lot of his material, but he captures the scene. We talk about actors with charisma a lot. Like if you're if you're able to capture a scene, to me, like that's a good have actor. You, have you seen Eternal? No. Oh, okay. no. well, Barry's in there. And <laughs> every time he's on screen, man, every time he's on screen, he's freaking uh, charismatic. <laughs> Taking the scene <laughs> away, man. The Batman, I think I would have enjoyed it more if he was interacting with the joker and then if that were the case then barry would have had more writing or source material to work with to build on the joker and then let it settle however uh i think i sent you that clip of his audition he was actually auditioning for the riddler yeah, yeah and then it so. was yeah and it was through that tape he booked the joker i think they just slotted him into the joker like last minute therefore he kind of just swung some stuff together <laughs> probably That's... i i like that they didn't go the joker route because you know we had a little bit too much so it, i'm okay with a tease since heath ledger and then you know the infamous jared leto take people were tired of the joker because of jared leto that's the unfortunate thing but ah, we'll see uh, it's just yeah like i don't want to see the joker again either so yeah. i think if they remove the joker completely i'm fine with it because batman has so many freaking villains dude and we don't get to see it often because they're always using the the main one the joker 
like i want to see calendar man i want to see hush <laughs> yeah hush would be a good one hush would be awesome hush uh poison ivy <laughs> we need a little bit more poison ivy poison ivy we a good harley quinn maybe Ugh, man it's tough so margot robbie is a good decent harley quinn but i think she's lacking that good source material to work with because the suicide squad is kind of meh and birds of prey is meh like No, Birds of Prey is trash. The newer, the newer <laughs> Suicide Squad was good. yeah The first one was, uh, <laughs> the only person that really captured the scene, it wasn't even Will Smith to me, it was Margot Robbie because at first I didn't like her Harley Quinn, but the more I read about it, they just tried to over-sexualize Harley Quinn. Let's be honest. And uh, they yeah, try to, in that one, holy moly. in that one. But the more you see... Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn and her take on it. It's like actually really good, uh, real adaptation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. It can't touch on like the Batman animated series when Harley Quinn was first introduced there. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn was pretty good How do you feel about to Lady me. Gaga? <laughs> Ooh, I'll, I'll say optimistic. She is a good actor. I, in my opinion, she's gotten a lot better since I, I forget the first movie she would technically was in, but A Star is Born was a good movie. She did I a have great yet to job see that in there. film. I've only, it's, so to be honest with you, I've only seen like the first probably 20%, 25% of the movie and then I had to stop for something and just never came back to it. But not because it wasn't a good movie, but because I just kept forgetting to continue it. But she was, she's good in that one. Uh, I haven't seen the one where she portrays, what's it called? Uh, House of It's Gucci. that, yeah, House of Gucci. I haven't seen that. Her, she was pretty good in that too. So her as Holly Quinn, I can see it. She's kind of crazy. You know, when she first came out, she, she's kind of crazy. I can see kind it. of crazy well that's the thing though i don't like this alignment of just because that person has a similar personality therefore their acting chops for this character will be good it's kind of like a misconception and it's logically it makes sense you're like that person fits his personality therefore they're gonna kill this role but i don't think so because there's still like an acting talent that's required to portray the character so i don't know like people think aubrey plaza will do a good job as wednesday and i think so too but that's also because she's a good actor as well like if we were to watch her recent indie films she's killing it you know so lady gaga just because she's crazy or seems crazy in her early stage of entertainment i don't know if she can bring the the harley quinn that we um want well I shouldn't say want because she's going to have her own rendition of Harley Quinn. Yeah. So we can only hope that she's going to be able to do it some justice. Yeah. So the reason why I think she'll do a good job is essentially what you said. Again, she was really good in the stars one. Okay. She can, she showed that she has range and as a performer, you know, like she, you also have to have a certain amount of uh, acting and music videos and stuff like that. However, I think her personality beforehand, she's able to get inside that mindset. That's why I'm very optimistic because she shows that she has the acting ability as well as being able to enter a certain mindset. That's what I want to see. And hopefully we get a Harley Quinn-esque mindset. It's not like, you know, it can't be one for one. I hope I never Yeah, yeah, wish it's it to be one to one, but it could be in the same line as Heath Ledger as the Joker because Heath Ledger, no one believed he would be a good Joker. Yeah, exactly. And now he's one of the best, <laughs> you know, Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. up there with Mark Hamill. Yeah, I'm 
I will be openly optimistic. That's why I said she'll have her own rendition of Harley Quinn. And hopefully she does kill it. Because I think I've read that she majored in acting. She just blew up mm. as a singer. And then and be, due to that success, now she's kind of like finally able to dive straight into acting. So maybe, maybe she does put up a freaking Heath Ledger performance for Harley Quinn. I hope so. Because that that would kind of like set the standard of like um, <laughs> Batman villains just being rocked out of the park by by good actors, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll have to see. I'm excited for the Batman. Should be good. Yeah. So Barry Keegan, go back into American Animals is good. Uh, I'm I I'll be optimistic for him as he continues his career. What if he was the uh, the Riddler? I think he would have killed it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Like, both really good actors. So the fact that they could have gone either direction shows that is the reason why they decided to put them both in very prominent roles. The Joker and the Riddler has, is is part of the rogues gallery for Batman, and Batman cannot live with without either one of them. You know, the Riddler really does play, like, a really big part in challenging the Batman's detective skills, while the Joker challenges the batman's morality a lot of the time it's like are you willing to push it this far because i i am willing to go that far you know like are you willing to do these things and that's the type of dynamic that we i hope we continue to see in the batman but yeah, yeah i think he would have killed it as the riddler yeah he's pretty dang good man <laughs> <laughs> we gotta watch that killing of a sacred deer because it's on the list it's on the um, list well, this was a fun film to watch anyway. So if you guys need something to watch, <laughs> a fun heist film slash documentary thing. <laughs> With Evan Peters, uh, he does take a bath. So <laughs> if that's you can true. see all of him. <laughs> that's all of him. All of his glory. All of his glory. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I do want to touch on something in the movie. The way they do their makeup or the first oh, attempt at the height dude yeah they're so old. good yeah they, they look legit like if they had gone through with that like i don't know why they didn't do it for the second time and like dress up a little bit more because i i didn't notice them you know like if you just saw just a bunch of old dudes come in like that and play the part like you would not have expected them to be younger yeah that was kind of what i was getting at when i was referencing oceans 11 like their plan is really solid when they put on that makeup i was like like you they they could have just pulled it off right now instead of running a trial run like just just do it right there and then they'd be gone but they didn't and i think due to that time in between the trial run and the actual execution of it that led to more thinking and too much thinking over analyzing overthinking and that creates that self-doubt or questioning of the morality they failed <laughs> so they failed but if they had gone through with it like i don't know those are the moments uh it, i think it counts as an intrusive thought when we're like oh yeah we could definitely steal this thing how would you do it you know like you mentioned at the beginning of this they went through with it and uh whew, I, I commend them like they spent seven years in prison after they got caught and all of them are trying to turn their lives back around continue living so it must be difficult because now you have that on your record, you know, like, yeah, I'm curious spending it in federal prison. I'm curious. Did that, that didn't completely screw them over. Right. Like I guess losing seven years in prison is a big deal. 
afterwards, did it say what they were doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, let me bring it back uh, to the... The only one that was unsure was Warren, right? Like they can't. Yeah. So Warren just went back to school for something. Spencer is still an artist, a working artist in okay. that town. Eric Borsuk, Borsuk uh, is studying to be a filmmaker. I believe he may have had a hand in this movie coming out. And then Chaz was, he's, he's actually one of the more interesting ones. So after he came out of prison, he was, he became a, a fitness instructor for prison workouts. Oh, wow. That's what it said on the end. Yeah, it was a prison workout fitness instructor. And I was like, oh, okay. So it shows like you could make a life for yourself outside of this, you know. And the only way to get past all this is to continue to move forward. Yeah. And so, you know, they are moving forward. I don't know where they're at today. But back in 2018, that was like the update for them. So they are moving forward from this. Chaz was kind of like the most successful one out of all of them, too. Like yeah. he was he was set right up to be. Yeah, it's like he didn't even need to do. Actually, all of them did not even need to be <laughs> in this heist at all. <laughs> and and yeah. they'd live like a pretty dang good, good life. But I guess now in a way they are special and they, they achieve that oh, yeah. feeling of special by <laughs> going through this. Because now they have a story that is kind of unbelievable. <laughs> they, that's the sweet irony I, I did want to bring up in this too, because in this, they wanted to just lead an extraordinary life. And, you know, attempting this, they now have an extraordinary story. You know, Spencer at first, like, okay, we mentioned they're already all set up. Like Spencer was going to school to become an artist <clears throat> and he was really good. Mm-hmm. Warren w- went to school on an athletic scholarship. Like that's pretty good too. Yeah, Jared especially, had the especially yeah. athletic scholarship, but <laughs> yeah, and I think it was like a fully paid too. So like again, he was all set up and whatever. Jared, oh, sorry, not Jared, Eric. He had the chops to go into you know, <laughs> uh, to become a federal agent. That's what he wanted to do, and he's smart, dude. Chaz, when you brought him up, you know, they mentioned that at twelve, he like made a ton of money. At 16, he had his first rental property. Like he was already set. Yeah, he, he for sure. This money. <laughs> so I don't know why they brought him in. Like I know they only brought him in because because he had money. I just don't know why he decided to join along. It's just that feeling of being special, man. Feeling of being special. <laughs> you put down. What would you even do if you stole millions of dollars of a collection? <laughs> yeah, like I thought about that. Like, and they go through the steps. They try to find a dealer first. They try to make it so that uh, they had a buyer in place who was in a different country. So that person didn't care where it came from. They just wanted that part of the collection. Uh, The mistake that they did here, too, was try to get it appraised. Oh, yeah. Because they went to like a legit place. And like the whole time I was thinking like this place already knows about these antique books. They hear it all over the news. So they're going to be on the lookout for people who's turning in these books. I bet you that's how they were caught because, you know, the, the lady says, oh, just come back tomorrow. We'll give you a call uh, after the main person comes back. I bet you that like, they were just running through the whole time just like how to catch these guys. Uh, yeah, like an appraisal, they probably already know the location of where that book was supposed to be. Like Exactly. So delaying that time of like, oh, we'll be we'll get back in touch with you. But then there was also that mistake after after that moment, which is Spencer left his phone number like his actual phone number 
email email and phone number yeah and then chaz when they get back to the car and chaz is like you fucked us you fuck you know he was like railing into him and, and he like grabs the phone and calls uh spencer's number and then the voicemail is like his so, voice <laughs> yeah it's something like really obvious that he's not like a high-end um i don't know upper dealer of of antiques you know so then even that moment right there it was like a small mistake that was gonna get them caught <laughs> maybe they were just bound to fail even though the the plan to steal those was done well that's probably yeah, like the main thing probably it's it's the step after stealing it that's the problem right like i wouldn't know what to do if i had uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a book that was worth millions of dollars like i don't even know who to go to <laughs> yeah i might just keep it like <laughs> like that's probably the only thing you can do is just keep it for now and then slowly tell people like you inherited this antique book what's another problem too is if you get wired millions of dollars to your like let's say they do sell this book and you get wired 12 million or whatever to your bank account i think that's gonna raise some alarms like <laughs> oh for sure like for from, sure from over or out of country and you're like what did you uh, they, you would get on the list i don't know if they'll actually do anything but you'll definitely put on a list <laughs> like i think it would yeah it would raise a flag but you know, IRS would just be like, what do you do? <laughs> how do you, how so did you, you get, sold uh... an antique thing? Okay. We're just going to keep an eye on you, pal. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Good movie though. Uh, anything else you want to touch on? No, just, it was a fun film that allows you to indulge in this like fantasy heist. Cause it, the idea sounds cool to just talk with your boys, but to follow through, it's, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> yeah, as we see here. So if you guys like heists and would like to join us as we talk about more, I'm sure we'll <laughs> have a, a few other movies to talk about. But that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining us as we discuss and discuss American Animals. I've been Derek. I've been Kevin. Follow us for more content coming at you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah.